Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Freedom Friday Hour. Hello, everyone. This is Miss Kapow, and today's date is August 12, 2016. And today's title of the show is, Are You Always This Stupid? Are You Always This Stupid? Are You Always This Stupid? Jackie Mason, an old-time comedian, used to say that phrase. Are you always this stupid? Well, when you hear these stories, you'll see why it fits. All right. My goodness. I feel like Donald Trump. I just say mean things. Mean, mean things. You're just mean. You're mean and intolerant. You're intolerant. (laughs) And you make me want to go to my safe space in my parents' basement. I'm going to go to my safe space because you're mean. <laughs> Not fair. <laughs> and the more I read the news, the more I'm forced to watch it. Yes, I'm forced to watch cable news whenever I do. Man, I am just so sick of these liberals. Oh, I know. Yeah, I can't my remember. goodness. I never really just thought I'd, I could just be so annoyed by a, th- a thought process. Mm-hmm. Gosh, they're they're annoying. They're retarded. Yeah. Good Lord. They, they just, what the hell is wrong with these people? Too much Kool-Aid in the brain. Are, are you always this stupid? Speaking of liberals, hey, I'm going to give people an update. Okay. Do you, and I'm talking to you, the listeners, do you remember not too long ago, we talked about how we had dinner, a surprise dinner with a couple that ended up being Hillary, um, not only Hillary supporters, but campaign organizers. Mm-hmm. And they actually raised money for her campaign and they yep. had a big fundraiser at their house and all this nonsense, right? Yep, yep, yep. And Ms. Kapow described the gal as having um, colored, multicolored hair, yeah, rainbow she had spiked, hair. Short spiked hair. It was yeah. all white. And then right in the front where you have your bangs, it was like, you know, different rainbow colors. Yeah. She was a, is a professor yeah. here at, in Nevada history teaching history and stuff. Well, anyway, um, you know, you heard that story. We had a, a conversation with him and we we went through the dinner and, and you heard us tell the story that it's like, is this kind of like the Lord just shut our mouth? Just mm-hmm. just don't. You're not going to convince these people of anything. Don't. That's right. Just like they can't convince us. Of anything. Yeah. Just have have the dinner talk, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've never seen him since, but. You know, that was our um, our little meeting, which was mm-hmm. quite amazing. Well, a little follow-up on that. There is a, a, a couple at our gym that we work out with, and we uh, we talk to them now and then. And the other day, I was talking to this, this guy, and we were talking about politics. And so we're on the topic of politics, and so I tell him the story. I says, you're not going to believe this. You know, I was having dinner and this guy comes in and blah, blah, blah. And they ended up being Hillary Clinton fundraisers and they had a big thing at their house. And he just looked at me and he says, were their names Jim and Candace? And uh, I said, yeah. And he just says, those are my next door neighbors. Right. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. He goes, that night they had. A party. Everybody out there, big party, and their liberal flyers flew all over the neighborhood mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. So anyway, then the other day, we saw them again at the gym, and this time his wife was with him, 
And I said, hey, did, uh, you know, did John tell you about, you know, the neighbors that we had met your neighbors? Ha ha. And she, she says, oh, yeah. And then she kind of made a face and she was going to say something. She says, nah, maybe I shouldn't. And I go, go, oh, you know, go ahead. Tell us, you know, what? Well, you know, it's not like, you know, we're friends. We see them, you know, what, what? And uh, she says, she's a witch. <laughs> yeah. A real Practicing witch. witch. A real witch. She wears the capes. She has um, in her house, she's got um, stars and. She's in a coven. Stuff. And what I thought was interesting, because we know that Hillary has gone to California and Santa Barbara mm-hmm. and meets with a uh, witch's coven. Mm-hmm. So if this woman's a witch and you can see the. The tie in. Mm hmm. Uh, as well as like Ben Carson said, you know, in the beginning of her book where she dedicates it to or, you know, Saul Alinsky is one of her heroes. Mm-hmm. She wrote the paper on him and he's a Satanist. Right. It's all tied in. Uh, but when someone says, oh, someone's a witch, you know, a practicing witch, you're kind of like, huh, how would you know that? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you got to really kind of know. She goes, oh, no, no, she is. She goes, uh, she goes, I am on her Facebook page mm-hmm. and she goes, oh, she's wearing the robes. She's got a coven. She's. Um, and what she is, this gal's an author, uh, she, cause she's a history professor. She's written some books. And, um, so we looked up one of the books she wrote. I forget the title of it, but it's goddess worship. It's on mm-hmm. goddess worship. And here in Nevada, there's a temple to this goddess. I forget mm-hmm. the name, but it's a goddess of many names. It's an Egyptian goddess and it's poetry and stories and everything dedicated to this goddess. So this gal is a full on witch. Yeah. Witch goddess worshiping. And I'm like, I was sitting right next to her having a burger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> conversation. I think, I, yeah. You talk about, yeah. You talk about uncanny. That is so funny. Isn't that funny? It is. Anyway, I just thought I'd give an update on that story because I thought it was funny. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Right. Well, see, and that's why God shut our mouth. Yeah, I just, yeah, something something was awry. Who knows? Okay. Miss Kapow, I know we have a scripture about Yeah, well, this is kind of like um, stupid, foolish people. So I dug up some scriptures. There's a whole bunch of them about fools. The first one's in Psalms, and it's not that many, but Psalms 14, one says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They are done abominable works there is none that does good proverbs 1 7 says fools despise wisdom and instruction proverbs ten thirteen says a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding proverbs ten fourteen: the mouth of the foolish is near destruction proverbs 14 1 says every foolish woman plucks her house down with her hands proverbs 18 2 a fool has no delight in understanding but that his heart may discover itself. Proverbs 23, 20, verse 3 says, It is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. Proverbs twenty nine eleven: A fool utters all his mind. Um, Ecclesiastes 4, 5 says, The fool folds his hands together and eats his own flesh. Nasty. Ecclesiastes um, 7, 9 says, Be not hasty in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom, bosom of fools. Proverbs 12.5, the counsels of the wicked are deceit. And the last two is Proverbs 12.6, that says the words of the wicked are to lie in wait for blood. And verse 8 says, he that is of a perverse heart shall be despised. Excellent. So the Bible says mean things too. 
calls people foolish and mean. Those are mean things. No. I want to go to my Christian safe space. <laughs> Where's that? I want to know. Joel Olstein's church. Hello. I, Everybody knows that. Listen, you don't. You listen. <laughs> I just sound excited. Everybody who's listening here, I mean, you're not stupid because you're listening to Freedom Friday Hour, Kapow Radio Show Network, sponsored by Fifth Hook Media. Just thought I'd have to say that. But have you noticed that you live in this world and you're watching TV? Or if you're so unlucky to, you know, hit on a news channel for a while or. You know, you you have to read the news on the, on the internet, or you see it on Facebook. I mean, you can't get away from it. And then, do you sometimes feel like you're like on a different planet now? I mean, just yeah. You hear these people talk, even even television shows, what they're about. You just you're like, I don't what what happened? Where you know? I, know. I mean, where when did I change so much? When did I become um, a grumpy old man? You know, I mean, it's just like, I just, this stuff just seems so stupid. Yeah, I know. And it's amazing. If you watch this stuff and you read these things, and it just, to me, it's just mind boggling. And oftentimes, and I know you feel the same way, that you're just in another world. Another yeah, planet. It's like I don't belong here. <laughs> yeah, and they. T- I heard. And I don't. It, I heard a news pundit on uh, Fox Fox News say just today. She said uh, they were talking about the Libertarian Party, the other uh, the other candidate mm. that no one knows. Mm. What's his name? Gary Johnson or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that most people. This is what she said. Most people. Have, if you if you ask them what's your political leanings, they'll say. Well, I have a socialist view with a fiscal conservatism. And um, what she meant by a social viewpoint, she means that you're pro-LGBT, gay marriage, pro-abortion, but are conservative with fiscal matters. And she goes, most people would answer that way. Mm. So if the libertarian candidate would say that's what they stand for and that's what they do stand for, by the way, mm-hmm. except if, if they would say, except in times of national security, because they also believe in um, like demilitarization and things like that. Mm-hmm. So if they would say, yeah, we're socialist with a conservative fiscal viewpoint, except in times of uh, national emergency, that they would probably get enough votes to be in the debates. Mm-hmm. But what got me on that statement was she was saying most people would agree that they have socialist viewpoints. Yeah. And I'm thinking, not me. (laughs) Not me. So I'm not part of most of those people. I mean, it's like a different world. And this is Fox and this particular pundit, this particular correspondent is very intelligent. She's very good Mm -hmm. and very solid. But in her, her mind... And the research she's done, and she's probably right, and I'm wrong. Most people have a liberal social bent. That gay marriage and LGBT and Q and all that other stuff is quite okay. Mm. It's quite okay. There's nothing wrong with it. They're not seeing the big picture. But same thing with drugs, the yeah. marijuana use. Yeah. In fact, I, I, I the same show they were 
saying you know how they can't see uh, because the, the DEA came out and said, no, we're not changing marijuana. It's still illegal. It's illegal on the federal mm-hmm. level. But they were they were really saying how you know silly that was that drugs never hurt anybody. And the one guy said, I would rather drive on the road with somebody high mm-hmm. on uh, herb than drunk with alcohol. And I'm thinking, how do you know how yeah. much impairment is how much impairment? I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of studies have you done, scientists? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the kind of thinking. This is Fox News, a conservative, allegedly conservative thing. Of course, we all know that state-owned media, state-owned media, it's all media. We all know that. But it's still frustrating as heck because you live in a whole different world. Yeah. Right? And I have heard a lot of people you know, say that, well, you know, I won't do marijuana, but I don't see that it should be kept from anybody else from doing it. So it's like they don't mind people being on drugs while they're driving the car or operating you know, yeah. in society. So serving you your uh, burger. I do. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, you ready for the first uh, story? I'm ready for the first story. Okay, do you, uh, everybody, the listeners, do you remember this naked guy in Times Square, the the male model? Yes. This was a few weeks ago in June, actually. June. I think it was in June. Uh, into June where he got naked on Times Square and um, acted the fool and the cops had to go there and take him down and stuff like that. And then it come to find out that he was a famous male model well the reason why i'm going to talk about this story is because he gives his side of the story of what happened to him and it's absolutely fascinating in light of a demonic takeover of course he says that his therapists have diagnosed him with bipolar disorder and that he had a manic episode that day i say nay nay what he had is a demonic takeover that day. Yep. He still is full of demons because of his lifestyle. And they manifested to the point where they took over his body. Amen. It happened then. It'll happen again. Yep. And I read you this story because it's an incredible insight about how it leads up to this. What I want you to notice, too, is his lifestyle, where his head is at, who he calls out to for help and salvation, who he thinks is a divine entity. I want you to notice these things. He didn't wake up one day, just walk down the street and get hit in the head with a demon. Mm -mm. It all leads up to this. Okay. You want to help me read this? Yes. Some of this, because this is long. All right. It was a bright morning on June 30th when I stepped off the F train near Times Square I had blisters all over my feet from walking barefoot and was overwhelmed with fear. As I headed to my apartment in Hell's Kitchen, I was in the throes of paranoia. I thought evil people were out to get me. As I stared at the towering ads of Times Square, they started to send me subliminal messages. And it said, express yourself. I obeyed and immediately took off my clothes. Being naked, I thought was the most truthful way of expressing myself. It made me feel safe. Then I saw another sign, the red glow of the TKTS stairs looked like a red carpet and it beckoned me to the top. After reaching the highest step, I noticed litter on the other side of the banister, so I climbed over. I started collecting old gum, cigarette butts, and coins and ate it all. It was my way of disposing of the garbage. (laughs) And I noticed figures in blue uniforms coming toward me. They looked evil and I was convinced that they were out to get me too. 
Trying to fend them off, I went back to expressing myself, this time with song and dance. I repeated, Yeezy, 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 just jumped over jump men, and they smile in my face is what I don't like, hoping that Kanye West's lyrics would protect me. Kanye West. Whatever. I saw him as a divine entity and his words, my safeguard. I also became transfixed with uh, dichotomies like Democrats versus Republicans, love versus hate, female versus male, and I screamed, Donald Trump! I wasn't really thinking, phrases were just coming out. The uniformed figures started moving closer to me, and I saw a huge inflated pillow on the ground, and I thought it was a trap. So I leaped off from the roof of the ticket booth, 18 feet above the sidewalk, dodging what I learned what I later learned was an airbag that rescuers had set up to break my fall. I hit the ground, but I felt no pain. It was it felt like I was no longer inside my body. I pretended to be dead. When someone grabbed me, I screamed Cayenne's wet nickname, Yeezy. Suddenly, needles pierced my body and I started to feel sleepy. It's time to go into darkness, I told myself. It all started the week before I became transfixed with the color yellow. I had never experienced anything so strange, but I didn't realize anything was wrong. I'm an artist, so I channeled this feeling into painting everything in my apartment yellow. I painted my shoes, my clothes, my photographs yellow, and made a yellow costume to wear. I also started following taxis. I started to associate certain things with positivity and others with negativity. If I saw something I liked, like yellow, or art books, or the Sullivan Street Bakery, I would gravitate to it. I was hyper-focused. I spent hours fixated on one conversation, practicing photography, painting, reciting monologues, singing and writing poetry. I stopped eating and checking my email. I felt I had found a new religion, the religion of love and artistic expression. My best friend, um, Mark, thought there was something seriously wrong and asked me, Are you okay? Several times. I am a student at Columbia Columbia University studying English and political science, but I was in the middle of my summer break, so I wasn't seeing my school friends. I was taking acting classes, but I was so wrapped up in my thoughts, I didn't know how I was coming across to others. And one night, I went home to see my family on Roosevelt Island. I tried to teach my dad, Vincent, my mom, Vipa, and other and older sister, Siri, about my newfound religious belief and gave them a painting lesson. My mom pleaded with me, please, darling, don't go, don't leave. Everything will be okay if you stay. I was working on an extensive project for the fashion magazine, V-Man, the week I had my breakdown. I wanted to be at my best, so I quit smoking marijuana. Now, until after what happened, did I realize I had been self-medicating for years. Smoking helped me sleep and calming my racing thoughts, quitting abruptly threw off my mental balance. The whole week, I slept a few hours each night, if at all, strangely the less sleep I got, the more energized I felt. And my paranoia heightened on June 29th, the night before my Times Square show. I thought I was James Bond. I thought everyone was after me. I ditched my phone because I thought it was a tracking device. I grew scared in my apartment, so I went to my parents at 3 a.m. I have to sleep outside tonight, I told my worried father. People are coming, and they are going to kill everyone in my family. He stood in the doorway to block me, but I pushed him out of the way, and I walked to the southern tip of Roosevelt Island, took off my shoes so the evil people wouldn't hear my footsteps and climbed over a cement wall to the water. That night, I slept stretched out over the rocks, believing mermaids were keeping me safe. And when I woke up in Bellevue Hospital, my feet were shackled and my right wrist 
was handcuffed to the bed. The other arm was in, in a cast. I had 13 stitches on my left elbow where broken bone had pierced skin. My parents weren't able to see me because I was in custody. Finally, my sister came in a few days later. We don't care about what happened, Siri said. We love you, Crit. I was moved to a barren room at the hospital psychiatric ward. I worked with psychotherapists to determine what had happened. At first, I didn't believe I had anything wrong with me, but after my meeting my current therapist, Dr. Ahmad, I began to understand and accept my diagnosis. I was bipolar, and my new jaunt was part of a manic episode. Okay, we'll stop there. A couple of things I really want to point out. Notice his lifestyle. He, he says he was self-medicating for years. He was smoking marijuana for years, helping him sleep, helping him do everything. So self-medicating. And so he thinks that getting off of the marijuana before his big show threw his system out of whack. Mm -hmm. But he had already opened himself with pharmacaea to demonic forces. See, right? Mm -hmm. We know these things. No one else, the stupid people don't know this stuff. We know this stuff. That's why it's not good. I want you to notice who he calls out to. He calls out to Yeezy, Kanye West. Yep. Kanye West's nickname is Yeezy. It's a mockery of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's his version of Cheez-Its. Yeezy. It's on one of his albums. Yep, it is. And he says he looked at Kanye West as a deity, an entity, saying that his music would save him. So these are things, take notice of this. And to see his psychosis then, where everything is yellow, he starts acting crazy, but he doesn't know it. He's hyper-focused. The less sleep he gets, the more energized he is. It's all demonic spiritual energy. His kundalini is totally awakened. Mm-hmm. Because of his lifestyle. I'm sure he's gay. He's a oh, male model. Yeah. He's gay as a $2 bill. Um, so he's into all kinds of stuff mm. before the demonic takeover. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, quite quite amazing the insight as it leads to this. Of course, now you know he's diagnosed as you know bipolar and he's trying to get the charges reduced because it's mental illness and not, you know, blah blah blah. And how he's transfixed with the color yellow too. Exactly. And we've seen that in some of these yoga advertisements where mm-hmm. they come and say, do meditation and yoga, wear yellow or wear orange, wear a specific color that day. It, um, it's all part of that uh, control and just a lot of that demonic weirdness mm-hmm. you know, that people experience. But um, it was amazing to read his insight on what happened, how he's just walking down the street and it hit him. He just starts feeling paranoid and weird. The demon has him eating gum and coins and trash off the street. Has him strip, stripping naked because he felt more empowered naked. Has him doing all kinds of stuff. There's pictures of him with his tongue hanging out. Mm-hmm. Total demonic takeover. But what leads up to that? Look at the lifestyle. Yeah, so, you open yourself up to that. Yeah. And plus the way things are now. demon. There's so many demons out there looking for a host. And so mm-hmm. it's really easy for them to, I mean, they just have a... Going to find one. Yeah. So, you know, when I come across as a grumpy old grumpolian saying, I don't believe in legalized marijuana, there's a reason for that. It's not just because I don't want people to have fun. We got enough demons. It's dangerous. Okay. Here's another guy. Are you always this stupid? Are you always this stupid? And and he's a whiner too. He's... 
Oh, yeah. He just wants to be treated like everyone right. else. Pollyannas. They were. They are. They're all like really weak, sissy. You know, I don't want to pick on just the millennial generation because I know there's some young people out there that are not like this. You can't lump everybody in one group. There are some good kids out there. Yeah. But the vast majority of the reputation of the millennials, those people born from 1982 to 2004, guys, if you're listening, you have a horrible reputation mm. for being whiny, weak pieces of poop. You know, and I know everybody's not like that because I've met some young people that are dynamite. Yep. So, but they don't get in the paper. They don't get in the paper like this guy. <laughs> yeah, those, you know, regular regular folks don't get in the paper. So, I'm not singling out saying everybody's a nut, but these people are. This guy says, "I just want to be treated like everyone else." He's a vampire. And he's a Blackburn in, vampire. Yes. And he sleeps in a coffin and he drinks blood. But he wants to be treated like everybody else. It's not fair. Because some of his friends' friends made fun of him. Okay? Mm-hmm. So a man who lives as a vampire has said he just wants to be treated like everyone else. His name is Darkness Vlad Tipis. Darkness is his name. Okay? I want to ask you where his parents are mm-hmm. in this whole... You know what I mean? You don't wake up one day. Yeah, I know do this darkness he's been living as a vampire for 13 years now he sleeps in a custom made to measure coffin because he's tall he's six foot something he said he uh he drinks cow's blood and pig's blood as well as human blood substitute darkness said until recently he had very few problems from other people i wonder why because you sleep in a coffin and never go out because you're a vampire you don't (laughs) see other people so everything's cool right right However, this changed when he went for a drink with friends at a pub. Poop. And he was openly abused because of the way he was addressed. He was abused mm-hmm. because of the way he was addressed. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. He likened the abuse to the attack on some chick, Sophie Lancaster. That was a teenager who was murdered in a park because she was dressed like a goth. So his abuse is likened to a gal who was murdered. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of mentality these, right. these kids have. Mm-hmm. Her mother, Sylvia, said she supports Darkness. Of course. Who changed his name by deed poll, which I guess that means some kind of legal way of doing it. Adding that the treatment he had received was completely out of order. He said, now he's 25 years old. Darkness is 25 years old. I went into the pub with two mates. And a lad piped up and asked if I was abused as a child when I was young because of the way I look. So this guy is having a couple of beers and he says, hey, were you abused or something? You look stupid. What is wrong with you? So darkness says, I felt so ashamed and embarrassed that I would get asked such a personal question based on my choice of lifestyle. You see how it's always it's always somebody's fault. It's yeah. not not your fault because you're dressed like a vampire. Exactly. And out of societal norms, it's it's their fault. So he says, everyone has their beliefs, and I don't believe I should be persecuted for following mine. And I, I, I agree. I agree. But don't complain when you're dressed like a nut. Yeah. Okay. So he says, it's the kind of behavior that cost this gal, Sophie, her life. I might be a vampire, but I just want to be treated like everyone else. People, and I love this, people have got... You have got 
You must accept the fact that what's normal to them is not normal to us, and what's normal to us is not normal to them. Okay? You have to accept it. Darkness said he first became attracted to the vampire lifestyle as a teenager. Now, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. How did this happen? How? Well, he lives in a coffin. He has a strict balanced diet, which stays away from fatty foods, and he drinks cows and pigs' blood as well as human blood substitute. And he came out two years ago as a vampire. Now, when he was 13 years old, check this story out. Once again, where do you get demonic takeover? Right, right, right. You don't just wake up one day and a demon hits you in the head and boom. He was taking his dog for a walk. Rule number one, don't walk your dog. Aw, no. Okay, he was taking his dog for a walk through the woodlands and he saw a group of girls dressed up and I thought they were zombies. Mm -hmm. He's 13 years old. It scared him. He ran home because I was scared at first, but then I became curious. Ah, Mm-hmm. There's the problem. So one day I found them again. He found them. And they initiated me into their coven. And I have been a vampire ever since. You know what happened to him? Yeah. He got bewitched. Mm-hmm. He became, I guarantee you, he's one of their little slaves. Yeah. He's one of their little slaves. They control him now. They have his soul in their pillow and he says to be a vampire is to believe that i have a living body but a dead soul a living body but a dead soul who controls the soul that's the coven Mm -hmm. they have them in his pillows exactly exactly and so um but he wants to be treated the same okay he doesn't realize he's not normal Mm -mm. we're going to talk about miss kapow's favorite subject she loves talking about this stuff this is a mother oh, and her son having a sexual relationship. Uh, it's nasty. Yeah. I think that's a... It's nasty. That's it's a low-level word for this. But we're going to take a commercial Fuji break. Fuji nasty. Fuji nasty. We're going to take a commercial break. We're going to be right back because this is sickening. I don't know what all this fuss is about, about these pestilence. I think the scientists are doing a great job. Clueless? In the dark? Uh, I think the government's doing a good job. Have no idea what is really going on? I have an app for that. Kapow Radio Show app for iPhone and iPad. Kapow Radio Show app for Android. Get the app. Get a clue. Hey, Vinny. I love politicians. I think they've got my best interest in mind. Get the app. Get a clue. FifthHookMedia.com Get the app, get a clue, fifthhookmedia.com. All right. We're back. Yes, we are. Okay. This is a long, long one. We cannot read all this because it's long. We're just going to hit the highlights. Highlights. This gal named Monica Maris. Maris. I don't know. What? She's 36 years old. This is right here in New Mexico, United States. New Mexico. She's 36 years old. Her son is named Caleb. He's 19. Now they're facing up to 18 months in prison if found guilty of incest. The couple said they were willing to risk everything to be together. They've decided to go public with their affair and a bid to raise awareness of... Ms. Kapow? 
I was reading the below that. Oh, genetic sexual attraction. See, they actually have a name for it. GSA. Is it a disease or is it just um, what makes you who you are? Like if I identify as a female, I'm transgendered. So it's not a disease. It's just no. what I do. So if I have GSA, it's not a disease. No. I just have a genetic sexual attraction. It's called incest. It's, it's disgust. It's demonic. It's filthy. It's that. It's that demonic. It's gross. Oh man. La, 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 la. <sighs> Maddie's. She's a mother of nine. Oh dear lord! Isn't that great? That you know what you have to get. You have to get a dog license to have your dog. They they if you get a dog at a shelter, they they neuter it and they spray it or spay it. Mm-hmm. You know. You don't want to have just a dog in your backyard in your little ghetto just having the puppies all over the place. No. But these people, these people just have kids just over and over and over. She has nine kids. Well, she gave birth to Peterson when she was 16 years old. And then she threw him away in the trash can and then he was adopted. They were reunited for the first time last year after reconnecting over Facebook. Yay, Facebook. Facebook does so good. The couple, who live separately in Clovis, New Mexico, they develop feelings for each other. How could they not? Hey, how could they not? Have you seen the picture of this woman? Yeah. You talk about a witch-looking thing. Don't go there. Uh, (sighs) Even if it wasn't... Oh, my thing just, even if it wasn't his mother. I, mm. Yeah. Why would a young man like that be attracted to this 36-year-old woman that looks like roadkill? <laughs> it does look like roadkill. You're right. Yeah. that's um, Those are mean words, Ms. Capel. Mean words. And uh, so now I'm going to have to go in my safe space. Oh, for the love of pizza. I'm not saying that she's ugly because she's... But look at her. She, she's got tattoos no, she, all over her face. Her hair looks like it hasn't been washed since 2008. That's ugly. That's ugly. And they, he's a young man. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He's 19. Yeah. <sighs> well, so to, be about, attra- to be attracted to that. Hmm. Sick. They develop feelings for each other and the relationship became sexual a few weeks later. But they're banned from having contact with each other by the courts. Okay. All right. It's a forbidden love affair, Miss Kapow. It could land them a lengthy jail sentence. But they have declared that they are madly in love and nothing will tear them apart. It's all, isn't it? It's all about love. Love wins. It's what Hollywood stories are made of. Love wins. They're, they're fighting for their legal right to have GSA, genetic sexual attraction relationship. Mm-hmm. And then what's gross about the story is because they got pictures of them. And oh, they got a picture nasty. of the little boy when he's with his son when he was an infant. And then they're kissing and stuff. And it's just Aww. absolutely gross. Okay. Um, Dang. For those who don't know, GSA is defined as sexual attraction between close relatives such as siblings or half siblings, a parent and offspring or first and second cousins who first meet as adults. We In my day, we used to call it incest. We used to call it um, living in the Ozark Mountains without a dental plan. 
Uh, also at Riverside, Riverside, California, where we lived and worked for a lot of years. There's a lot of these people there. Right, Paul? Yeah, that's why I hate that movie, Deliverance. Oh, my Lord. Look at my cousin. These are mean, mean words. <laughs> Marty said he is the love of my life, and I don't want to lose him. My kids love him. Oh, my whole family does. Nothing can come between us. Not the courts, jail, or nothing. I have to be with him when I get out of prison. I will move out of Clovis to a state that allows us to be together. Of course, incest is a crime in all 50 states. Yeah, I was going to say, what state would that be? (laughs) But the punishments vary greatly from state to state. Okay, now check this out. She has nine kids, and she said she would even give up the right to see her other children if she was asked to. See, that's just not normal. Uh, No. She would give up the right to see her own kids to be with her son lover. I guess the, the, her youngest son even calls this kid um, dad. She almost almost sounds like she has such a bad case of guilt. <sighs> but you know, I think twisted, you're being, in a twisted kind of way. I think you're being too kind with the guilt. I think she has a, just a bad case of demonic infestation. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's nothing that could. Okay, are you guys creeped out yet? I hope no one was eating during that story. Oh, maybe you should have said something beforehand. Anybody eating a sandwich? Okay, let's... Um, this... Miss Kapow was going to vote for Bernie Sanders. I'm just going to... Oh, that's that. not She likes true. Bernie. She felt the burn. That's not true. Bernie Sanders... I, I hate to say it, but he's he's a hypocrite. Yeah. Bernie Sanders buys a summer home in North Hero. 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 There's a picture of Bernie with two chicks, two millennials... At the local uh, coffee shop there in Hero. Now, check this out. You know, Bernie is a socialist. Yes. And that's not mean words. That's what he affiliates with. That's what he says he is. He's a democratic socialist. And he ran on this platform and he raised a lot of money uh, for his political campaign Mm-hmm. And basically said, you know, we're going to level the playing field. Rich people shouldn't have all the money. The one percenters, the 10 percenters, whatever, shouldn't have money. Uh, you should have it, even though you didn't work for it. And you you live in your uh, parents' basement and you're in your little safe space and you're offended by every little word. Every little thing offends you. And, you know, just mean words. Mean words. And so Bernie was going to come and fix that for all, all those little millennial people. That bought into his nonsense and communism and socialism, and they haven't lived enough to actually know what history is, nor do they care. No, they care. And they um, and they bought in all this, thinking that he was going to level the playing field and take the money from all those rich people and then give it to them. You know, I mean, everybody should be equal. It shouldn't have all this money. No one. Well, this same guy who's a socialist, this um, this dude. That was going to make everything equal. He's the proud new owner of a summer home in Chaplin Islands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I want you to know this is his third home. Yep. So he's a rich socialist. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a regular home. It's a summer home on the lakefront. Yep. Now, he plopped down $600,000 on a lakefront camp home in North Hero. Yeah. Just plopped it down. I don't know how many of you are listening, but you got like 600 grand just to plop down on a new summer home. 
No, and this new place has four bedrooms. It's 500 feet of Lake Chaplin beachfront on the east side of the island facing Vermont, not New York. And the burn will keep his home in Burlington and use the new camp seasonally. He also has a home in D.C. So he has three homes and he's a socialist. Mm -hmm. And here's what he says. He says, we've traveled up to the islands many times over the years, almost always on day trips. Um, We've been impressed with the North Hero community. Eaten at the North Hero house and shore acres have suggested them to friends who are still looking for a beautiful place to stay or have dinner. And Miss and Saint, I'm sorry, Saint Anne's Shrine in Isle Lomont is my favorite church. It's nearby. Hmm. So he, uh, they plopped down six hundred grand and uh, bought this house, right? And this place that he, uh, I guess, is the only little restaurant in town or whatever like that. They used to make fun of him. They used to make fun of him. And it's a general store, and it had a sandwich called Fill the Bun. Instead of fill the burn. And it says uh, the $6.99 Deli Delight consists of a huge homemade roll, sliced turkey, fresh apple, curtainy, hot pepper relish, lettuce, tomato, and provolone cheese. And it says it's not fair that the billionaire class controls 99% of the bread. Here's a sandwich for the rest of us to keep us nourished until everything cool is free. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you know, when Sanders goes there, he orders the sandwich. And uh, they said, well, it's just, you know, it's all in good fun. We were used to poke fun at the senator, but we later pulled it. So now they pulled it. Of course. And the new version captures the essence of his rise to national prominence. Oh, brother. Oh, God. So anyway, it's just so hypocritical. And what's what I noticed about this, it's kind of interesting that this comes on the heels of him kowtowing to Hillary. Yeah, and to the Democratic mm-hmm. Party. So it's a been payoff. It's a big payoff. I know we ripped you off. I know it was a rigged election. I know you you know now that you never had a chance mm-hmm. with the DNC. Emails have proven that. But yet, if you come and still do your endorsement for the Shilla Beast, uh, we'll kick you down some cash. And this mm-hmm. is just a little bit of it. Yeah. And I just, uh, I just for one, find that horrible. And it makes me want to go to my faith space. It is. Okay, you want to hear another uh, millennial safe space, annoying, annoying, annoying little boy, man? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's hot. <laughs> Gross. He's really, really hot. Anybody ever heard of a model named Gigi Gorgeous? I never have until the other day. Gigi Gorgeous, and he's also good friends with, um, I think it's Courtney Kardashian. Oh, yeah. They're best friends forever. Okay. They're BFFs. <laughs> Model Gigi Gorgeous is detained at the Dubai airport for being transgender. What? There's a couple of questions right there in the headline. Number one, why is he in Dubai? Mm-hmm. Why are you in a Muslim country if you're a guy dressed like a chick? Exactly. Why? Why okay. is the question? Question number two, why are you a guy dressed like a chick? Mm-hmm. Anywhere. Number three, why is your name Gigi Gorgeous? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, Gigi shared an emotional post on Instagram. <laughs> Just emotional on Instagram. I wish I would have seen it, Miss Kapow, but my Instagram account is non-existent. 
What's the difference between Instagram and Pinterest? You know, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know these things. <sighs> well, anyway, he was very upset after airport personnel in Dubai. 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 Oof. When I cast demons out, I like to put them in the deserts of Dubai. Do oh, I not? Yeah. I like to bury them. They're now. Yeah. That's you where I. That's where I send them, people. I'm serious. I send them to the deserts of Dubai. I will vouch for that. I, yeah. Whether they go there or not, I don't know. I don't care, but I just want them away from me. So if I cast out a demon, they're going to the deserts of Dubai. So Gigi Gorgeous wanted to go there. I don't know why. So he's detained for several hours because he says he was transgender. Of course, they say it's because his passport had a male picture on it with a male name and they're looking at someone who looks like a chick. Yeah. So there's two sides of the story here. I don't know whether I should believe the Dubai authorities or if I should believe Gigi Gorgeous. Well, who would I would I? believe them. Well, he's a Canadian model. <laughs> I don't make this up. He candidly documented his transition on YouTube. That's where he got famous. See, you see why I just want to explode? <laughs> no, huh? Do you see this? <laughs> Do you see where we're at with our technology, if you want to call it technology? Do you see where we're at as a society? People get famous for YouTube videos. They don't get famous anymore by being a movie star at MGM Studios. Uh-uh. <laughs> by being in Hollywood. I they get famous with YouTube videos. Aren't you embarrassed? Aren't we embarrassed? He described the ordeal as, should I do his voice? Yeah. It was one of the scariest moments of my entire life. And I'm sure in his head he was thinking, I need a safe space. (laughs) Here's what he says. Here's his voice. After being detained and held at the Dubai airport for over five hours, this was the moment my baby came to rescue me. So this, this dude named Nats Getty is his baby. That's a, a queer thing. Yeah, they're, they're just they're all gay queer. Came and rescued him. So he continues. Yesterday was one of the scariest moments of my entire life, and I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. <laughs> you do that really well. How how can you be denied entry somewhere? This because of who you are is seriously disgusting and also very, very scary. This further proves the need for change. Yeah, well. <laughs> okay. Listen, Gigi. Okay. He, Gigi wouldn't wish this upon anyone. Well, it's not going to happen to anyone because most people aren't dressed like a chick or a dude when they're not. Yeah. And their passport says something different. And then he says, how can you be denied entry somewhere just because of who you are? Well, that's exactly why you were denied entry, because you're not who you 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 are. are. Mm -hmm. You are not a woman, Gigi. You are not. Nope. And then he cries for for need for change. Need for change. The 24-year-old model added that he was, check this out. I'm safe and sound and happy. 
Okay. After he was rescued. But you get the safe word in a safe place. <laughs> I'm safe and sound and happy. And on my way to, drum roll please, somewhere much more accepting. <laughs> Good. Then stay there. And that's going to be Canada because he's a Canadian model. There you have it. Yes. Well, gorgeous recounted the incidents to TMZ Tuesday. So he got he got some fame for this now. Mm-hmm. Claiming that the immigration officer in Dubai said, I was told you are trans- transgender. You can't come into this country. Gorgeous was born Gregory Ellen Lazarto, but he changed his name to Gigi Loren in 2014 and says that it is the name that appears in his updated passport. The YouTube personality also says his passport describes him as a female, despite airport police telling TMZ the passport has a male photo and describes him as a male. TMZ adds that the imitation of women by men is illegal in Dubai, which is part of the Muslim majority nation of the United Arab Emirates. Okay, here's how he got his fame on YouTube. In 2008, when Barack Obama was elected to president, and he was influenced by Barack Obama's beautiful high cheekbones. Friends encouraged Gigi. Oh, and teachers also. Mm-hmm. Not just friends, but teachers. They encouraged Gigi Gorgeous, who at the time identified as a homosexual. Hmm. Shock. Began posting on YouTube under the moniker Gregory Gorgeous. Well, his makeup tutorials, and you should watch these, Ms. Kapow, because this dude knows how to really put on the... I can get some tips. He knows how to put on the uh, the undercurrent, okay. whatever you, you chicks do. <laughs> His makeup tutorials started out as fun little projects, but after a few months, he said he was getting recognized at the mall. Can you imagine that? Wow. People were recognizing him at the mall and realized he had perhaps found his calling. And this is sad. His mother died when he was 19. And the model knew he had to make a change. I never got to say it to her face. This is what he told People Magazine last year. So he's famous. But her death made me realize life is too short to not do what you want to do. Let's become the most authentic you that you can be. But he's not authentic. Mm -mm. You're a male. Dressed like a female. How can you then say let's become the most authentic you that you can be when you're not authentic? You see why I get a you see why I get a little annoyed just a little bit little bit little bit little bit huh you see you, I mean come on are you always this stupid huh? <laughs> screw you and your friend too there that's you have Jackie it. Mason no no really can you see how you just get a you yeah. know, I know, I know. how much time do we got Mr. Pound we're fifty minutes in no I don't no I don't I got to go to my safe space one more. We've talked about this before. We're going to talk about it again because that's what we do. It's a short one. You know, um, let's go back to Genesis chapter 3. Okay? Let's read right now the entire book of Genesis. <laughs> it only take a sec. It's going to take a sec. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 3. Okay, there's, there's, there's Adam and Eve. They're in the garden. There's this uh, satanic serpent, right? This liar. This Luciferian lying spirit goddess thing in the garden. Mm-hmm. And so uh, 
he uh, beguiles Eve. Hey, you know. Yeah. Hey, I offer you wisdom and enlightenment. If you go with me, you're going to be very smart, like Gigi Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And like the mom kissing her son. And like naked men and vampires, you're going to be, this is what I offer you. And so she says, ah, how can I resist? Oh, I this, know. Who want that? This is going to be so great being a human in your world. I love you, therpent guy. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So um, so uh, she, she buys the lie. And then, uh, so, you know, so she's like, um, well, you know, God told us we, we shouldn't, you know, we can't do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so he says, well, did God say you were going to die? Did he? Nah. Is he going to die? He said, surely not. you're not going to die. Why would you die? You're not going to die. Hey, hey, is he going to die? You ain't going to die. Come on, are you always this stupid, huh? Exactly. So, uh, you know, take a bite of the forbidden fruit. And here we are today. Here we are today. We got naked men in Times Square getting demonized. We got vampires who want to be treated fairly. We got mothers kissing and falling nah. in love with their 19-year-old sons. We got Bernie Sanders. We have cankles. Cankles. We have Dubai airport people being mean to transgenders. We have all of this stuff because of the buy of the light. And you would think that after all of these years, somebody would have said, I think the serpent be lying to me. I think this ain't true because everybody in the past, except for one man, has died and has stayed dead. Yep. Okay? Okay. Sounds good. But, but times are changing. We're going to change all of that. So hang around Silicon Valley for a while, Ms. Kapow, and the obsession with immortality is very clear. Techies want to solve the granddaddy of the problems. What is that? It's death. They want to take on the serpent role. They cannot believe that they were lied to. Peter Thiel. I just like saying that name. Thiel. My name is Peter Thiel. He's a billionaire. He's an investor. He's behind Facebook. He's also the co-founder of PayPal. He recently made headlines for his reported personal and professional interest in whether blood transfusions from younger people can improve and even extend life for older people. That's nasty because you know that he's doing those kind of experiments and he's probably taking a lot of blood. It's a vampire. What does the Bible say about drinking, consuming blood? It's not good. You should not do that. If I was a young person, and I'm not, but if I was a young person, this would scare me because here's a guy who's getting a little older now and he's going, I wonder if Mm -hmm. their young blood can like improve and maybe extend a life for like older people like me. Hmm. That's a little creepy. Yeah. Because he's got money that he can offer these young people. For their blood. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to thank your blood, said Vladimir. But he should hook up with this darkness guy. Mm. This darkness guy knows everything about blood. Yeah, well. It's ghoulish and ethically questionable as it may Nasty. seem. Thiel's interest in young blood and other life extension gambits shouldn't come as a surprise. Oh, no. In the eyes of many technologists, the human body is, well, it's just another machine. It can be tinkered. It can be tweaked. 
God, you know what? You know what? Did God say you were gonna die? Why? What? Huh? You know? You're gonna die? Why are tech leaders interested in mortality? I'm gonna tell you, Miss Capel. If you're interested, are you interested? You want to know interested? the answer? It's a combination of scientism and extraordinary wealth. Let that sink in for a moment. It's a combination of scientism and extraordinary wealth. And I wish I could have said that, but I didn't. You know who said that? Adam Goldner said it. He's the author of the book of Immortality. Are Silicon Valley CEOs investing millions into physical immortality any different from the fantastically rich and all-powerful emperors in the Tang Dynasty of China who died taking mercury-based elixirs of never-ending life? Of course not. They're the same. It's the same lie. Same thing. That interest in immortality is a good thing. Is it? A generation of tech billionaires are funding the most cutting-edge research in science and medicine. Their support could result in a longer and healthier life for all of us. No, they're not doing it for you. They're not doing it for you, Goyim. Nope. They're doing it for themselves. For them. They're billionaires. They're They're not. uh... You're the blood donor. Mm -hmm. Here's Here's what Thiel says. Biology has become an engineering project, and a lot of tech people are engineers. Hmm. So that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, Let's see. The idea of extending people's healthy years used to be a pipe dream. It's no longer a crazy idea. It's something that's um, attainable. Society has the tools to make our lives longer and healthier. Hmm. Yep. You know, in 2004, Steve uh, Jobs, Steve Jobs spoke movingly at his own brush with mortality in a commencement speech at Stanford. And here's what he said. He concluded that death, it's a quote, is very likely the single best invention of life. It is life's change agent. It clears out the old and make way for the new. Huh. But they don't like that. Yeah, not when it comes to their No, demise. they don't like that because Steve, Steve Jobs is, uh, is saying it like it is. Hey, we're all going to die. But that view is in sharp contrast to his generation's Tech moguls. His peers don't agree with that. Thiel, for example, has railed against those Zen-like acceptance of life ending. No way. He says the way people deal with aging is a combination of acceptance and denial, is what he said. They accept that there is nothing they can do about it and deny it's going to happen to them. Well, I wonder why, Peter. I wonder why. Thiel has not only funded anti-aging and longevity research, he's also taking steps to live to... Check this number out. This is very interesting because it's it biblical. Yeah. 120. Mm-hmm. Why would he pick that number? Where did that come from? Exactly. Didn't God say, my spirit shall not always strive for man? He says this is Genesis 5 or 6 or something like that. My spirit's not going to strive for it, but his days are numbered 120. It doesn't mean that those guys are going to live to 120, then no. they die. It means that in 120 years, he brought the flood of, of Noah. That's right. It was 120. This is interesting because his goal, and he's taking steps towards that goal to live 120, not 110, not 130, not 100, not 150, 120. Don't you find that odd? It's a mockery. It's a mockery, Ms. Capel. Excellent. Excellent discernment on your part. Thank you. He takes human growth hormone 
and has said he will participate in cryonic freezing upon his death. Go ahead. He's going to cryonically freeze his head. Yeah, well, that works out for you. Larry Ellison's Oracle's co-founder and executive chairman has also held an interest in funding life extension through the Ellison Medical Foundation. He, too, appears to maintain an almost childlike rage about accepting death. Here's what he says. Death makes me so angry, dang it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Death has never made any sense to me. I'm going to person be there and then just vanish. Just not be there. Are you serious? And you're a billionaire? You're a, you're a co-founder of Oracle? You have a medical foundation? Fools, fools, fools. yes. Aren't you embarrassed? Obviously not. Death makes me angry. How could someone just be there and then just vanish and not be there? Where have you been? Where have you been? Bill Morris is the chief executive of GV, the venture arm of Google's parent company, Alphabet. And he said that science has the tools to slow aging, reverse disease, and extend life. He says, I just hope to live long enough not to die. Right? Right? That is Groucho Marx funny. Wow. But he also speaks to the opportunity that science, technology, and medicine have right now to push for new discoveries. Of course. Literature is full of the vain and misguided who lost their souls pursuing immortality, Miss Powell. And yes, holding on to youthful ideas does seem empty and expensive. Ambrosia, the Monterey firm doing the young person blood plasma infusion trial, is reportedly charging participants. Is it free? Of course not. $8,000 each. See? So that kind of stuff, we'll never get that. Mm -mm. It just goes to them. There is a company that is doing young person blood plasma infusion trials. As I speak, for eight grand each. Oof, that's a pretty big better. When it comes to wealthy technologists who are trying to take on death, battle dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, cancer, and every other disease the Grim Reaper throws at us as we age, why shouldn't we be rooting for them? Exactly. Wow. And I wish I could tell Peter Thiel and all those guys that they wouldn't listen. Just. Look at Genesis 3. This, it goes way back then. Did mm-hmm. God say you were going to die? God said if you partake of the fruit of good and evil, the fruit of good and evil, not an apple, not an orange, the fruit, the, the results, folks, the fruit. It's like the fruit of the Spirit is like your behavior, the fruits. Mm-hmm. The fruit of good and evil. If you partake of that and you, and you learn to know evil, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You're going to be clothed in animal skin. You're going to become an animal. And you're going to be sentenced to death on a prison planet. Yeah. And I'll make provision for you to get out. But most of you just aren't going to find it because it's a very little, little teeny gate. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you, folks. I created you in my image. Why don't you listen to me? Why? Because they're of darkness. And the light, they have no light in them. No. And it goes back to then, and it's a serpent. It's a serpent lie. He's lied since then. He's lied the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's a liar. He's a father of all lies. 
So there. Yeah. And they rather listen to that than the truth. So You can't handle the truth. They can't. They don't want to hear it. No. So I want you to give everybody a big shout out. Wish them a beautiful, happy weekend. Alrighty. And... Have a good weekend, everybody. Ciao, babies.